Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Macri, Macri, Matthew <laughs> Perry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's one of the easiest whole... names you could possibly. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, this is how the whole fucking thing is going to go, I have sure. a feeling. Uh, Matthew Perry vehicle, uh, Fool's Rush in 1997. 1997, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, we always want to let everybody know uh, who's watching this. If you have not found a reason to watch this movie, which... I mean, you could probably name several reasons to not watch this movie, uh, but uh, if you uh, if you're looking for a reason to watch it, you can go find it right now. It's on Netflix. We'd like you to go watch it, and then you can come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. Uh, so we will give you a few seconds to pause and go do that. So here you go, and you're back. All right, we did it. Okay, everybody's good. We've all seen the movie. Now we can get up to speed. We can talk about the film. And Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these things by ourselves because no. all we would do is just uh you know argue about it or whatever yeah, so we need we're someone else to argue a little on this eh, one i bet maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone else to come in and take sides and today we are very excited to have returning get a multiple time guest uh comedian from the lansing area mr pat sievert everybody hey, hey he's back yeah back it's so nice to see you. I'm going to be the neutral arbiter on this movie, I guess. Okay. <laughs> the third party. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome in, Pat. Uh, can you give us a quick rundown? What has happened since we saw you last? Anything important? Uh, see. Uh, so it was it was heavyweights, I think, was the last time I was here. Oh, I my think gosh. So. That yeah. was so long ago. Wow. Oh, you know what? You know what else? I did not do my 10 word synopsis, uh, and we oh, didn't no. tell Pat to do it either. I did okay, it. So, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. I got it in nine words. I'm efficient. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not not too much. I mean, like, the you world kind of reopened. Um, you have a new addition I, to your home now, don't you? Up in September. That's about it. Don't, you have a new uh, addition to your uh, home family, don't you? Didn't you uh, oh, acquire yeah. a new uh, house guest? Uh, about a year ago, I got a cat. Oh, it was about a year ago. Okay, so you had it yep. when we talked when we talked to you last. Well, yeah, I don't. I just enjoy seeing updates about the cat. So <laughs> I think when we recorded that one, he wasn't as uh like active and running around during the recording. But yeah, oh, okay, he, he was just like right behind the computer hitting stuff <laughs> as, as he started. So nice. All right. Uh, okay, so we uh, always want to ask everybody. Uh, how long it has been since you saw the movie before we uh, we made you, we forced you to watch it for the podcast. Pat, how long has it been? Um, I remember watching this movie on like Cinemax uh, during the summer of like 1998. So I guess like 21 years or so. <laughs> okay. All right. Good deal. So it was years. Yeah. Something like it, that. It was it was nearly a, a a new watch for you probably yeah yeah all right nice nice uh, Mandy and how long has it been for you this was uh this was a heavy on the Mandy side movie it was for this one it was yeah. um I would say probably about five years okay for me um not with a critical eye <laughs> or or thinking like what would Matt say about this movie I like the thing is well we'll talk about it in a minute uh <laughs> for me. Uh, this I I may have seen half of this movie before, like that's that's as far as I'm willing to commit yeah. to this. I okay. it it might have been the first time I saw it. It might have just been 
you know, seeing it in passing or the trailer and been like, okay, I get it. Um, which I don't know oh, if you I, happen to rewatch I, the trailer. No, but I yeah. legit saw this movie in the theater at least three times. I want okay. to say it could have only been three, but it very well could have been <laughs> like five. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. And, you know, it's fools rush in. So there you go. You just back for more every time. Yeah. Take, take my money. Uh, I think that for me, I was a huge Friends fan. Okay. And I, I still am, but I was a huge Friends fan at the time. And I was very supportive of Matthew Perry. Like, I, I love, like, the full nine yards. I love um, the serving Sarah. Like, I, I, I actually love him, despite the fact that he is not a very attractive person. And you know how <laughs> I feel about that. Yeah, sure. Like, usually I have to have, like, you know the cat's pajamas to watch a movie over and over again. Right. Yeah. To follow the film into the ground. Yeah. I think it's a good, it it is a, he is like the perfect situation of a person that's funny. Like he doesn't have to be good looking because he's, he's funny. Like Chandler. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Where do you think ranks on like the, the cast of friends though? Cause I mean, sure. Maybe he's not Matt LeBlanc, but he's not. David Schwimmer, you know. <laughs> oh no, David Schwimmer is better than Chandler. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh he's, wow. And he's I would like not have the... expected that. Oh really? You guys seriously think Chandler's better looking than Ross? Well, I don't know like... if I, I think that, but I, I certainly think that you would think that Ch- that uh, Chandler was yeah. better looking than Ross. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that he's funnier than the other two makes him. Like... Oh, most definitely, yep. he is yeah. by far. He has the best like he's super funny i love him yeah for sure nice all right so we have asked we've put together the task of uh hold on it's got a theme song i should play the theme song before uh all right let's go with the theme song here it is chop this chop this synopsis all right we have put forth the task to synopse this movie to take this movie and break it down to 10 words or less uh if you could please describe the film uh fools rush in uh, who wants to who wants to go first? Anybody? Let me go first because I just did just it. Gonna, it's horrible. I was gonna say you we wanna end it up. Up, We wanna end on a good note. Nice. So there you go. <laughs> I wrote I wrote what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless unless you're Mexican. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'd watch that. Uh you want me to you want me to take a whack at this one? I'll I'll let Pat you uh, can finish you can finish strong. I'm not real confident in this one either. Let's, okay. Let's see if you would watch this movie. Ready? Uh, Chandler in a movie about stereotypes, fate, and weird love. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, in 1997, that would have like summed it up perfectly. For sure. Totally. <laughs> Chandler in a movie, and that's all it took for. <laughs> that's basically all it took for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. And, and Pat, go ahead with yours. So I uh, have fun, contrived, predictable, but Selma <laughs> Hayek can get it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We (laughs) have to talk about the beauty that is Selma Hayek. Oh my God. Yeah. Sure. She is fucking amazing. Like everything about her, her, her accent, her teeth, her body, like she is fucking adorable in this movie. Like you can't help but totally love her. That's our, that's all of our reactions. We all had that same collective reaction. Uh, to her on screen we just all went i (laughs) 
She's yeah, no matter what language, no matter what language she's speaking, she is. I would be gay for her. Let's she can, yeah, she can. In fact, get it. That yeah. <laughs> per, per Pat's synopsis, yes. Um, that was the clip, by the way, of uh, of Selma Hayek telling these two small, horny uh, Mexican children. Uh, that they uh, wouldn't want anything to do with her because by the time they were 18, she would be 40. And uh, in in my uh, humble opinion, she still looks as good, if not better than she did in this movie. Um, So, so they were on the right track, I think. Yeah. For both show. And and Matthew Perry was probably like 10 words. I could just add still get it. Yeah, sure. You could still get it. Yeah. And Matthew Perry was like in his like uh, like drug ridden alcoholic phase in this, so yeah. I still think like I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, dude, like you still have your shit together. Like I thought he did a good job. Did, um, okay, so none of us thought at the time, like none of us would look, or did you? I guess I should ask if no. you looked at at Matthew Perry in 1997, and would you have thought he was like a train wreck of a human being? No, like I don't understand how people can like function that way you know it's so weird like knowing that that is the case knowing that they can function that way how many people have i been around my entire life like forever who have been very like broken people and just been like they seem fine to me or like my parents will be like yeah you can ride along with them no big deal or what you know what i mean like (laughs) as far as i'm concerned everyone is very broken and i don't know why i let my child leave my sight at this point okay this is a little off topic, but I've been rewatching all the Glees and I have been very emotional because um, the guy that the main character, Finn, oh, yeah. the guy that played, like Corey Montice, like he was, he overdosed on drugs. Like you have no, like, he's not skinny. Like he's not, you know, like you just don't see right. that like portrayed in his character at all. And um, there that whole cast, like, there's just been so much shit that's happened. It's like if you were on, yeah, yeah, if you were on the cast of Glee, like, it's like open, yeah, it's like opening like King Tut's tomb or whatever. Like, you are fucked. Like, Google that if you want to be bummed out for about ten minutes. Right, right. (laughs) And we, and besides, we we just did the Land Before Time and talked about the fate of Ducky. We don't need to bring him down again. This is this is a happy podcast right now. Right. Oh, Google don't ask, it, Pat. Yeah, don't ask Pat. You'll have to Google it later. Find oh, out what, no. what what happened to Ducky. It's, it's real rough. It's Anyhow, like moving on. Played Ducky or Ducky the cartoon? No, the You'll person find that out. played Ducky. <laughs> You'll find and out. It, it like totally brought down our whole podcast. It just became like this huge, like morose. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to clear the air. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Fucking amazing. That's I know they awesome. made like 13 Land Before Time sequels. I was like, oh, there's something fucked up happening in one of those. I don't yeah, right off the, very the bat. First yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, no. you'll look it up or listen. Hey, yeah, you, who, go go listen if you haven't listened. I will go I listen. Have, uh, I, Elena, I, I Bl- <laughs> Elena Banfield, like she brought Perfect. that whole thing. Like it was amazing. I'm so glad we had her for the, <laughs> the podcast because it would have been like a Super big downer. Normally, I would be very upset. Not very upset. Normally, I would be a little worried that we haven't spoken too much about this movie uh, just yet. But <laughs> in my in my humble opinion, not really a lot to talk about with this movie. But because I've said that, let us transition into uh, what is your standout performance slash favorite part slash you know whatever something worth talking about. What do you think? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll go first. My standout performance was everyone who had to walk around Matthew Perry while he had that swordfish. Oh, yeah. And not completely fall on the ground because I, I was watching it and flinching. I was like, I can't, I can't handle it. I was so, I was so stressed out by him walking <laughs> around with a swordfish. Like a company Christmas party with a yeah. big swordfish. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that, guy. I'm not watching him at all. I don't know what happened while he's walking yeah. through the halls. Um, like, why did he have it? I don't know. I don't, it was a <laughs> gift, I guess, from his previous. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he caught it when he was in Miami. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, this is this is him getting into the elevator with, and he uses the swordfish to push the buttons, which I thought was great. This is a face I haven't seen in a long time. Hey. How are you, Alex? How was Miami? Great, great. We opened the doors last Saturday. Oh, I hope you pack your snowshoes. JFK took me three hours. So you're in town for a while? No, no, no. Next up is Tokyo. Man, you guys are taking over the world. It's the idea. Yeah. All right. Um. Very strange, like the 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 soundtrack to this movie has these parts of like orchestral flowing, like we're being yeah. silly and we're being, you know, we're having fun. Uh, and to me, it didn't match the like the tone of the movie at all. It was weird. Like, I get uh, that. It, was, it was very strange it for me. Sort of like seemed like a 90s thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, that yeah. score in particular right there and during that scene when it I didn't realize yeah. I, it opened on Christmas and I was it, like. Whoa, I didn't know this was a Christmas movie at all. Like, um, same. Like, I was, as soon as it opened on the Christmas music, I was like, fuck, we choose, the, like, should we have made this a Christmas movie? And well, then, like, I'm luckily. Think about it. It's like in every holiday movie because it's like he, they meet at, like, around New Year's and then she tells him that she's pregnant at, like, in April. Like, they mentioned, like, April. I think they even mentioned something about Easter. And then... They do the party at Cinco de Mayo. And then 4th of July. 4th of July with the fireworks. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, then the baby. sure. Do they get remarried on like Thanksgiving? I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much so, time passed between them being divorced and remarried. My favorite, my standout character, 100% absolutely, and I still say this, even though it's super, super racist, um is Ma the guy that plays Ma uh alex's dad okay um my so my nieces my niece and nephew are half indian and we joke around all the time when they're out on the boat because they love the heat and i'm like the white people are melting out here yeah. like joking <laughs> around and like and, it, and we said that actually like three weeks ago when they were out on the boat with us and i was like oh we're so gonna do that movie soon <laughs> so um the white people are melting out here there you go <laughs> so anyways did you guys know that that is actually matthew perry's dad no no yes oh. his name is john bennett perry Look at that. I did not know that. I know. Crazy, right? Especially because he is so much better looking than Matthew <laughs> Perry. It's very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> Matthew nice. Perry pulled some strings. He was like, yeah. He's like, look, I must see TV famous right now. He's like, I don't he know if you know this. I got some friends on the on the inside. <laughs> well, actually, he he actually played a character on Friends. Also, the person that played um Isabel's mom, she was a character on Friends. So like it was very like inclusive of huh. like previous cast members of Friends on there. I don't know if that's a huh. coincidence or what, but nice. Um yeah. I have more of these I 
I don't know why there was nothing that was very quotable about this movie. <laughs> like, I don't mean, okay. So the movie oh. is watchable. It's yeah, pleasant. Yeah. There's nothing really wrong with the movie. It just didn't have a lot of quotable parts, right? But what about Lu- Lucy? You have some explaining to do. Oh, no, I skipped. I skipped over that one. Sorry. Shut At that no. point, I don't know if that's like problematic or something. That is amazing when I he's pulled, like drunk. I pulled like eighteen clips from this movie though, and I was like, I don't know why I'm pulling these. I'm pulling so many of like just kind of key points in the storyline, I guess. Uh, but no- <laughs> nothing was like incredibly um, quotable. Uh, but I did pull, I mean, I pulled this one here when he's talking at the party. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I on the right floor? Who are you people and why don't you work for a living? He's just very Chandlery. Yeah. I wonder if that was like the intention of the script or if they were just like Matthew Perry just came in and was like, no, you know what I'm going to do. Right, right. And is he, so I'm not really, I'm not terribly familiar with Matthew Perry's repertoire. Uh, like how many other movies he's been in, but is he always Chandler or no. is he sometimes not? No, the, the whole the whole nine yards and the sequel to it, which I have had enough beer that I can't remember it right now. But An- another he, whole nine? Like the whole ten yards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Oh, Jesus Christ. I couldn't think of the number after nine. Like that's <laughs> horrible. But he was incredible. Amanda Peet was incredible. Bruce Willis. Okay. Like, so if I, you haven't, I just wondered yeah, if, if Chandler you, was him. You know what I mean? Like, or if Chandler wasn't a character either. And he just, that's who he is all the time. And he's just playing himself, you know? This is very that's possibly. Great. Yeah. What yeah. He, I think when they cast him, they were probably like, you know, just do that, do that Chandler thing that America loves. Right. Yeah. Just Chandler it up a bit and we'll, we'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, he acted like Chandler and the, the, you know, the Mexican family was like, yeah. oh yeah, you suck. And yeah. he was like, oh, like, this is not funny when, you know, when he's yeah. like, hey, Chewy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I feel like there is like a, that, that part kind of seemed like realistic. Like I could totally see some person doing that but yeah uh-huh. for sure for sure uh mandy do you have any other or did you want to do like a who's who thing or i mean there aren't a ton of yeah, who's. I, I mean i can there's not uh, um Matthew but Perry. like uh like stan uh not uh what's the word when someone is in a movie that you don't expect cameo that's right uh, there cameo... are no no okay. i looked there weren't really anybody there wasn't anybody that i recognized and sure. i looked them all up and i was like and it's not worth mentioning yeah, a I'll lot be- of them were in things like desperado which also included selma hayek okay i mean there were a lot of yeah, yeah. um Matthew- chewy was in desperado yeah yes yeah. yeah yes john tenney who is who are no i'm sorry he plays jeff um carlos gomez plays chewy yeah. who, he is a super good looking dude i'm just <laughs> saying that right now like sure yeah right. um, and when i when i lived in california i after that i vowed and this might sound racist perhaps, but okay. i i vowed never to date another military person and never to date another mexican and the worst person that i dated was a military person that was mexican and they it was it was just it was horrific but I would totally like change that vow for Chewy, like one hundred percent. Like I would date the shit out of him. He is so hot. All right, all right. Now we know. Uh, 
I was going to say, uh, the only person that I was like familiar with outside of the main cast was uh, Aunt Zelda from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, uh, is in this movie. Uh, was she the one that was at the... Oh, where? Oh, yes! Plans to end up in Vegas. They just do. Kind of sneaks up on you. But it is the fastest growing... She is... Where is she? Where is she? What's her name? She an Anne Tracy, Tracy Verna is who she plays. It's Beth Broderick. Gotcha. She's the one who tries to seduce Alex in the beginning, and and the guy was like, "I'm gonna go after her. I better get the wine." And she, he's like, "She's married," and he's like, "I'm gonna go get some wine or whatever." Like he's trying to, oh, oh yeah, go after the investor lady or whatever her yeah. job is. I don't know. She I don't even on the council or something. Right. Yeah. 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 All right, let's take a look at. Oh, here was my. Uh, this is my. Could you get any more Chandler moment in the movie? Uh, here we go. Do you always listen to other people's conversations? Would you like to go back to the end of the line? Huh? Yeah. It was very that cadence of. Uh, could it get any yeah. more Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing, uh, Jennifer Lopez was offered the role of Isabel Fuentes and she turned it down for Anaconda. So I don't oh, know. Wow. Like, I love Anaconda, yeah. but I love this movie too. So it's it, it's a toss up for me. That's enough. the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I think so, maybe. Um, as that, campy, I, that, I couldn't see anybody but Salma Hayek in this part. But sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, um, she's so desirable. She's so yeah. like you. You see what he sees. Okay, so you see what he sees in her. Sure. But do you see what she sees in him? You know, like well, and she's very supportive through the whole thing. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, because it seems like she's all about like needing a sign for things. So part of me is like, oh, is she just going along with it because he's like making these gestures at significant places sure i can totally see why he is into it but i yeah i don't know right yeah across, like, <laughs> for the longest for the longest time i didn't even know i didn't believe that selma hayek was pregnant pregnant like, yeah i thought it was some ploy and so she was like on the run from this chewy guy oh, and yes. like she needed an excuse to be somewhere so he was gonna like help i didn't really know the plot of the movie up to that point and i was like okay i get it and then I was like, when are we going to reveal that she was never actually pregnant? And then it didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's um, so bizarre. Okay. So having said that, did you believe when she was in the hospital that she was no longer pregnant? Did you believe that she actually lost the baby? Was that a twist for you or no? I mean, for me, no. I I didn't believe it because I didn't think they would do that. I was like, what's left of the movie? Like at that point, yeah. like where do you go from here? You know? And it had been so like predictably campy up till that point it was like yeah, there were really pretty... no issues no problems other than like oh the parents are sad and then yeah. like of course that gets resolved but yeah you know. okay you didn't think so either there maybe Go, like, well, I mean, if they had been able to like work it out despite their the pregnancy you know ending but <laughs> i don't know right I don't yeah know if that's the kind of movie they they'd want to make like sure yeah, the only way that would have been like is if they lost the baby but then stayed together and had like together, an yeah. on purpose baby at the end. It was like <laughs> oh, yeah. we we did it, you know, or whatever. Yay. <laughs> um where would you rather raise raise a child? Would you rather raise a child Ooh. in Las Vegas or New York? Probably Vegas, but 
you know, I don't know that either of them were, would have been ideal, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, they're neither one are great for like a family life situation. Yeah. I know I can't stand the heat, so I would probably prefer New York rather than just because of that. But Imagine mass transit seems about, bad. Like, New York is great because you could go on the street and do all this stuff. Like you're not gonna do that with a baby, right? Like, yeah, this city right? that never sleeps on both ends, and it's just like, can you guys turn the lights out, please? Like, can we maybe tone I mean, it down a bit that, so the baby can, can sleep? You can probably afford like a four bedroom house in Vegas or like yeah. off of Vegas. Yeah. For like a one bedroom apartment in New York, you know? Sure. <laughs> yep. All right, let's do, uh, okay, so this movie has a lot to do with fate. We were talking about earlier how uh, signs were happening all over the place. And if you just look hard enough, you can see signs. And I wanted to ask, so I meant, so I asked a different question to Facebook, which we'll get to later. Um, <laughs> but I was going to ask a question like this, but I'm like, I just don't think I'm going to get any like worthwhile responses to this or like, how would you explain it in a Facebook post? But I just wondered, like, so about fate, like, do you guys believe that fate exists? Do you believe fate is a thing? What about it? Uh, Matt? Not, not really. And I, I feel like even if you thought like you saw a sign about something, like, you know, I saw a sign, this is something I'm supposed to have or do, you've still got to make it happen. I don't think, I don't know that like the universe makes things like line up to happen perfectly. Like, I, I think that there's still something that you have to do yourself to like <laughs> drive outcomes that you want. Okay, sure. That's a, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I think that everything happens for a reason. I know that sounds like shitty, um, especially yeah. like when something really bad happens, yeah. like, yeah. like donald donald trump becoming president that was like that's probably one of the worst things that has happened in my lifetime <laughs> sure but i i think that that happened so that like women could rise up so that like you know police brutality could be looked at like yeah brought to the forefront I, I, and yeah yeah i feel like it's like there are things that happen for a reason i met my husband shortly after i ended a relationship and when I met him, I was like, eh, he's kind of cute. But like every, <laughs> every fire that I burned or every relationship that I had before that, the fire burned like super hot and like burned out fast. And then yeah. with him, I met him and I was like, oh, you know, like he, you know, whatevs. And then it just, it like smoldered into, you know, my life. It, and that's what it is now. So, sure. kinda, you know, sense. yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, what did you say, Pat? Sorry, I cut you off. Been singed ever since. Ah, nice. <laughs> yes, for sure. It, but it, it's still smoldering. Yeah, you know? there it is. There it is. Uh, for me, yeah, of Not course. I, I, I don't believe in any of it. Like, I, I, I would hate the idea to think that like something I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing, because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like, there's no reason. You know, I don't know. It's very. It's like a paradoxical thought in my head of like if I'm supposed to be doing it and I know I'm supposed to be doing it, then, you know, it's weird. It's very strange to me, but no, I don't like the but idea. I think that the key is you're not supposed to know like right. things happen. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, like this worked out perfectly. Like I wasn't planning it, but this, yeah. is, you know, or if it worked out badly and then you're like, Oh my God, my life sucks. But then later you're like, Oh sure. yeah, that makes sense. I just want to take credit for stuff. I think is the thing. Yeah. For me. 
Like I want it to be. That happened to you, and it's just like, oh, you—that was just your fate. You couldn't get around it. Right. Like, I don't know. That doesn't like give me comfort. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing. Yeah, I do not find comfort at all in the fact that like what will be will be, and and it was supposed to happen this way, yeah. sort of thing. You know. Um, there have been several situations where, like, clearly I'm glad it happened this way or, or like, it, it turned out to be a decent experience because it happened in a way that I wasn't expecting or didn't think was the best way. But, like, that's just because that's how it happened. Like, Yeah, I get know. that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I believe in, like, fate or things like working out the way they're supposed to, but, you know, it can be fun to sometimes just act like everything is. Just like, yeah go do something mundane, like in accordance to the prophecy I show. <laughs> well, I, that's kind of like how I think about my life. It, it's almost like a weird reverse fate thing. Every, everything that I do and I continue living, it's because I did it. You know, like when I, when I'm at an intersection and I decide to go left instead of going right, if I had gone right, I would have died. Like that's my, 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 my brain yes. thinks in a in like a series of levels in life like if you've cleared this level and now you're on to the next and you've cleared this part and you're on to the next but if you had done anything wrong you would have it would have all collapsed or something you know what i mean it's very well, strange we've, we've talked about that like if you're late and you think about like being late and you're uh, like i'm late because i would have gotten in a car accident yeah or like if i had been know. on time something bad would have happened or yeah so it's kind of an almost a reverse fate for me is in like uh, like it already happened, but it, it had to happen that way. Otherwise, the alternative was my certain death or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, like, weird. it's like reverse final destination for you <laughs> yeah. because everything equals death. Yep. <laughs> it's, but it's not what you did. Sliding doors. Okay. <laughs> That's like the Gwyneth Paltrow one with like huh. seeing the path that she didn't take and all the changes that it would have put on her life. Nice. There you go. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's like a weird... Uh, it's a, a weird, it's a wonderful life. Wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are getting uh, down toward the end of this first portion of the show. Uh, but before we get there completely, I do want to hold on just one second. Yeah, no problem. You oh, want, I, if you want, I can fill the time with facts. Okay. Uh, let me do this. This is a very quick uh, clip. This was a funny clip that I pulled and I was just like, this, this is fun. I will use this on uh, like my, in my Twitch channel. I'm going to set this as one of my alerts for something. That's its job. Its job is to work. Its entire reason for being is to work. I just like the, that's what my brain says every time I have some sort of technical problem <laughs> or like a computer that just refuses to compute like that. That's what you're, it's in your name. Just do it. Make it happen. <laughs> it's an inside job. I hate it. All right, what, what's some more, uh, you got some more fun facts. I only have two. Okay. Um, one is, Aguenscalentes, which is where her her grandma lives. Um, that's actually a very bustling city. So oh. the fact that she says that that's where her grandma lives, it would have been more factual if she had been near that. And like, yeah. you know, um, also before the movie was filmed, there was no Arizona Nevada border. And the they painted it on the highway, and then they left it there. Like oh, fun. the yeah, like the officials were like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But as of 
<clears throat> excuse me when they redid it and then as of 2005 it's not there anymore but that's kind of fun that they left it there for <laughs> everyone to see where's like the film preservation people talking about how right legacy of fools rush in Come on. <laughs> Come on. The <laughs> yeah, gonna, someone's out there just picketing on the dam <laughs> Don't forget about fools rush in. Don't forget about fools rush in. That's really long, man. You want to shorten this? Got a real big sign. All right. Um, Let's see. All right. We're getting just uh, to the end of this segment. I don't know what's happening at the moment. There's something weird going on with my computer. Again, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's all only job is to compute. I don't understand what its problem is. Uh, so because that is the case, I think we're going to call it quits right here, guys. So we are going to be, we're going to break for a commercial and we are going to be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny, free episodes every Monday and Thursday, Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. And we're back. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, doing whatever that ad said to do. It was likely just (laughs) Stu and the Elemental Podcast. So go listen to that. That would be great. You can join his Patreon. He's only got six listeners, so he could always use an extra listener or two. So. Perfect. All right. And now we're back, guys. And of course, because we spoke about Stu, let's. Oh, shit. Hold on. Uh, Wait for it. Um, Let's. Oh, shit. Hold on. Yeah. Let's hold it. Oh, shit. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) You cannot minimize Zoom when you're recording in a meeting. Oh, God. All right. Deal. Got it. Are we still recording? We're still recording. Good. This is high quality performance, guys. Uh, Let's see. Long for the ride. So we were talking about it's storming here and my dog is my new dog, my new puppy who I got from Osa, um, one of our, our Frank comedians. Um, he is pacing. My poor husband has been up since 3am and he is trying to sleep. My daughter is in bed with him watching YouTube and <laughs> kebab is the dog's name. And he is just, Pays him back and forth on the bed. He is not happy. Oh, so no. I feel kind of bad. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, no. It happens. Speaking of oh, no, this might be a little bit of a problem. Let's see. Well, we I can do it. Box office, thanks, Oh, wait. It's, it's starting. It's happening. It's starting. It's trying anyway. Let's give it a few seconds. Uh, in the meantime, we can play it. Yeah. Box office, thanks, song. We did it live. All right. Mandy, go ahead. Take it, take it away. All right, Pat, how much do you think was the budget for this movie back in 1997? Um, I don't know if either of like the major stars were getting a ton of money at that point. Uh, I would say about like 15 million probably. Okay. All right. All right. Matt, what do you think? Fuck. I he was probably getting some bank from his friends pull uh for this just for him. 
The rest of the movie had like location shots and shit. So I, I don't know, probably like 20, let's say 20. It was, it was 20 million. Oh my Good God. Hey. I'm the, I'm the money. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, Pat, how much do you think this movie has made worldwide gross roughly up until today? And just so you know, it was only released in the U.S. Oh, wow. And put it out in Mexico for like some high. <laughs> they should have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm sure people in like the UK would have under would have appreciated it. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Well, if it just came out in America, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be like one of those movies that you know made a ton of money in like China, and that's why we keep making. <laughs> right. Right. So, um. I'll say like 30 million. Okay. Yeah. I I got to hope that this movie didn't make a ton of money. So <laughs> I'm going to just, I'll say 25 million. It made $29.4 million. Hey, so nice. Yeah. Look yes. at that. Uh, just as a matter of uh, needing to know for when we get to the next set of games, I'm going to play something real quick. Let me know if you can hear it over there. Nope. Damn it. I don't know how we're going to play these games. All right. <laughs> so um, this movie was 70th in the U.S. 70th? In, 19, nice. in 1997. Wow. Matt, if you want to work on your, on your shit while uh-huh. I talk about the top 10 movies of 1997. For sure. Number, number 10 was George of the Jungle, which I am super happy about. Like, good on you. Like, I, yeah. Good for Brendan Fraser, but. Yes, exactly. But that is super weird. Um, Batman and Robin was nine. Face Off was eight. My Best Friend's Wedding was seven. Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, was number six. Oh, yeah. That's when they all got re-released. So they're probably going to be in that top ten. Titanic was number five. I'm pretty sure Titanic came out the year before. So it, it actually was it came out like Christmas Day 1997. Uh, I think it came out the oh maybe. Yeah. It did, and I, then I but, think it like made all its money in like 1998. Yeah. So it like it like topped in the top ten two years in a row. Um Air Force One, which we just watched the other day, was number four. Liar, Liar, which was was number three, and I saw that movie in the theater like five times. No shitting you, like. And then, um, Jurassic. Oh, sorry, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Two was number two, and then Men in Black was number one, which we have not done, but I absolutely loved that movie. Yeah, I saw it many, many times in the theater. So yeah. All so, right. Matt, did you get your shit together while I was doing that? I don't think we're going to have theme songs but or any <laughs> other any other clips at this point. Uh, so but we do have the, the backwards. Uh... We do have the games. Yes, we do. I yeah, that, as audio. long as we have those, it's fine. All right. So that means we're going to be stuck on our own for the rest of this uh, without having any uh, clips to lead us in the correct direction. But... I am willing to I am willing to sing the theme songs for you if you would like. All right, good. Good. I just meant like our in passing little little clips that we play. 
So oh. I hope everyone's got their fill of everything uh, <laughs> as far as the clips are concerned. Uh, the only thing that I wanted to... moving, you're still listening, you're done fucked up. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're not um, gonna get an idea of what it's really about from us. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, I was telling uh, Pat in the break before we got started again uh, here that the only negative feedback we have on iTunes, which maybe after this episode we'll end up with a new one, but uh, the only negative feedback we've gotten so far was um, the My Cousin Vinny episode, and the guy was like, we didn't, we didn't talk about the movie for a whole 15 minutes, man. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this guy looking for? And, yeah, like, so, so that person's like cousin or something is like, I came to listen to a nice podcast about one of my favorite movies, Fool's Russian, a delightful story about <laughs> love and fate, and they didn't even talk about the plot. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the racist Mexican father of Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, probably. I mean, there might be comments about when I said that when I lived in California, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I just meant, I don't know, I thought like Salma Hayek's dad. That character just seemed kind of over the top, but I yeah, don't know. Maybe, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that's his natural affect. I don't know, but it's like I said, this movie is just mean, full of stereotypes and fate. That's all. It's Chandler. Yeah, but I totally fate. get when he's like, "You're a thief." Like, yeah, when he's like, stole "You stole my, my daughter." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's I mean, a choice he's making. Like, it's true. I mean, if if my daughter went and married someone that I'd only met once, I would be like, "What the fuck?" Especially like, when you find are, out she was pregnant. <laughs> well, I would actually after that I would have been like, oh, I get it. I get right, it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and if he was, if he was like a successful nightclub mogul, I'd be like, oh, sweet bitches, like go uh, live off that shit, you know. But, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, you have the energy of a sitcom star. All right, I'll go for it. <laughs> nice. Uh, how'd you guys like the, her uh, remodel of his house? Which way would you prefer? I mean, probably it's always easier to go with just basic than you can, you know, do so much more with it. But I don't know. It seemed like the the repainting thing was just like something they were like, oh, let's see how they're gonna get through this one. Like, yeah, just implanting another issue problem into the yeah. plot. Yeah, I agree with Pat. Beige yeah. is the way to go. Look, beige look forever. Me. Yeah, beige Even forever. Even though I have, I have a cat behind me, and then yeah, quite. Uh, Man- repainted. Mandy, do you do? Are you primarily the one that decorates your home, or are there influences from from others? <sighs> there is no decorating. We have a child that is six and a half. Her <laughs> and we have a very, very small house. Our upstairs is a thousand square feet, which is where we live. So our, like, basically Barbie and Monster High and LOL are, like, that is our decorating right now. Like, I put put cucumber melon smelling things in, like, the oil senses to make (laughs) it at least seem like I'm doing a good job of cleaning, which I'm not. And that's about it. Yeah, you're giving it a spa vibe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, no one really lives here. It just smells good all the time. I mean, that's, we that's live the here. Spot. No, I, but no, that's the vibe. We that's don't the... live here. A six and a half year old runs this house. Sure. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I'm the type of mom that will wear shitty clothes, like my Great Wolf Lodge shirt that I'm wearing right now. I've worn nice. it on multiple episodes. 
my daughter will be the kid that wears like every trending thing you can possibly imagine and I will dress like shit in order to make sure that she is at least wearing what I live in Portage like these people do not know what it's like to be white trash like we are the trashiest people on our street like for sure like and so I will help her as much as I possibly can (laughs) to get her to not feel as trashy as we absolutely are (laughs) all right uh this is gonna lead me to our Facebook question of the episode uh, today, I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to go too deep. I didn't want to ask Facebook about fate. So instead, I picked that one scene uh, and I asked everybody, what is the worst sunburn you've ever had? <laughs> um, so as I, as I explain their answers, if you guys have any that you can think about while I'm going over theirs, let me know. Uh, so we have one from Lindsay, not my Lindsay, but the other Lindsay, uh, who, who sometimes responds to our questions, said, worst sunburn I ever had was at the Ionia Free Fair with me. Like they were, she was there with me and Lindsay, uh, my wife, and uh, got the worst sunburn she's ever had. She has photographic evidence to prove it, and it's there on um, Facebook on another episode podcast on Facebook. Uh, it says <laughs> having too much fun and realizing that uh, getting a sun was getting a sunburn by the time you noticed it was far too late. So yeah, there's that. We had Brandon who said uh, Brandon went to a pool party in college and thought he was too cool for sunscreen. The next day, he went on vacation and had blisters all over, ended up in the med center in St. Louis where he had second-degree burns. Oh, Oh, shit. Says the blisters broke and my shirt ended up sticking to my skin. So the way I could get it off was to shower with it and get it over my head after it was completely soaked. It sucked. 10 out of 10, do not recommend, is what he said. Yeah. That's exciting. 10 out of 10 for how much it sucked. I guess so. like... We, uh, we've also got sta- uh, listener Stacy said uh, went kayaking for about three hours and forgot sunblock. Uh, it felt like a thousand bees stinging me at the same time. Yeah. And the tan lines lasted for six months. Uh, oh, a previous guest just recently, Justin, uh, Justin Chup uh, said passed out drunk uh, <laughs> with my shirt off at noon in the grass on my chest uh, at a country music festival in or at a country music concert in July and woke up at three 30. So oh, yeah, shit. that was bad news. Um, yeah. Sick, I'm like, yep, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. <laughs> the, the worst ones around me, I don't really ever have, I, I never really stay out in the sun long enough for that to happen. I'm very aware yeah. of, of how that's going to affect me. Um, but I knew a bunch of people who all went to, and I don't know if this is a thing that everyone's aware of around this area, but birthday bash was yeah. a big country music concert put on by a local radio station here. And, uh, like every year, I don't understand how the same people would go every year and the same people would come back every year and be completely uh, red. They're just lobsters Ugh. walking around and they're just holding everything out going uh, like it's days. It's a nightmare. Yeah, okay. I don't understand. So like if you go, so like the Midwest for people that are listening, like if you go to any kind of outdoor concert like Palooza or any kind of outdoor like um amusement park there will always be the incredibly sunburnt trashy people that are hanging on each other like they're sunburnt but yet they're still like she's sitting with her badonk badonk hanging off of the poles like of where we're supposed to put our hands and like she's got her (laughs) arms wrapped around her trashy boyfriend that has like 
offensive tattoos and they're they're so sunburnt and it is like it is mind-boggling to me i hate being around sweaty people yes like music concerts like anything where i have to be close to sweaty drunk people is legit my worst nightmare and and not when I was a kid, like when I was in my early twenties, like right. work tour, awesome. that that was where it was at. I was like, hell yeah, like let's I, get drunk and know. sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I I I would have a backpack full of Gatorade. I was like, what is? I saw Planned um, ahead. Fallout Fallout Boy. They had like seven people pass out in the middle of their concert because they were charging like six dollars for a bottle of water. And finally, yeah. the fire department like came in and like hose everyone down and like allow people to like refill their stuff like that is bullshit like sure. no. that was your yeah. that was your woodstock 99 yeah yeah <laughs> exactly one guy cooked to death watching metallica these people it was fallout boy but yes yeah that's true <laughs> yeah uh, exactly steve said uh, mom used avon skin so soft to keep the bug maybe to keep the bugs away it says to keep the big away, but I'll say to keep the bugs away. Uh, but failed to see that it was basically baby oil. I had blisters. Ah, so, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, friend of the show, Brian said my worst, uh, my worst came from the day at Cedar Point. A good twelve hours of sun. It was coupled with a foot burn that I got from ignoring their policy on shoes being required outside of the water park. Uh, <laughs> turns out that among others. One of the reasons that the blacktop uh, that covers the park gets up to 140 degrees in the sun and it will burn the shit out of the soles of your feet. So he got the soles of his feet burned that day as well. That's a rough go. That is, do not recommend that that, either. Yeah, like you said, that's his own fault. Um, When I was was at Cedar Point at the water park, I stepped on a burning cigarette. Whoever you are, I hope you fucking burn in hell. Like, I hope you die and burn in hell. For smoking a cigarette and throwing it on the ground for like eight year old me to step on. What sure. an asshole. <laughs> nice. Um, and then we just have one more or two more here. Uh, Jamie uh, said, backside got super fried when I laid on my belly on a raft in a pool in Texas sun. Hurt so bad. But the superseding worst was having to sit in a car uh, during the car ride back from Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, no pics. Uh, it was in the 80s. All right. Uh, and then, uh, of course, friend of the show, Jared Hibbs, said 10 years ago at Rock on the Range, no sunscreen or shade for the first day. He posted a photo of it, and he looks legitimately like he should be dead by now. Like, this is the worst face sunburn I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so go check it out. It's on our uh, no, no, page. I want to see that. Yeah, dude. It's I do, too. Amazing. I'm going to check it out when we get off. I got to learn what happened to Ducky. Yeah, yeah, you got you got some homework to do. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be so sad. Homework to do. All right. Uh so let's see. Where are we at here? Should that bring us to our next game? Sure. Let's see. What would our next game be at this point? It would let's be Let's play guess the age yeah. Let's play guess the age. Right. Yeah, there you go. Luckily, I'm only gonna do two because I feel like we have Sure. Um, sure. All right, Pat. How old do you think Matthew Perry was during the filming of this movie and when it was released in 97? Hmm. I'll say 30. Okay. Matt? Matthew Perry was in 97? 
Let's say he was 33 years old. He was 28. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And then Pat, the second one, how old was Selma Hayek in this movie in 1997? All right. Hmm. I think she's a little bit older than Matthew Perry. So if he's 28, I'm going to say she was like 31. All right, Matt. Okay. I was going to say about her, she looks like she's like 30, but she's always looked like she's like 30. Like that's the thing. She did not look bad at 30 in this and she doesn't look bad at 30 now, however old she actually is. Um, But I will, yeah, I'm going to say 30. That's where I was heading for her. She was 31. Oh, nice job, Pat. You nailed it. Um, Also, just so you know, John Tenney, who played Jeff, was 36. Carlos Gomez, so hot, who played Chewy, was 35. Um, Tomas Milan, who who played Tomas Fuentes, I don't know his age, but he died in 2017. But he, I think he was born in the 30s, so he was super old. Um, and okay. then uh, rips to Stanley DeSantis, who played Judd Marshall, who was the boss when he's, oh, yeah. you know, when he's like, oh, we have a conference room, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he died in 05 of a heart attack, and I think he was only in his 50s. So, um, keep track of that stuff everybody out there also i did want to point out too we had mentioned him in previous um episodes as well this guy named chris bauer who played phil one of his like colleagues back at the thing uh is a guy from that true blood series uh that we've spoken about him before uh he showed up in uh, as a background character in another movie that we did at one point so I just oh, wanted to mention also, him as a through line. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did. Uh, also, the woman that played Nan Whitman, who is Alex's mom, mm-hmm. she died in 2010 of cancer, lymphoma. Yeah, yeah this did get to be a, a sad, sad cast. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, the next game, I'm guessing, is going to be uh, What's That Sound, right? I mean, that's where we're at now. Are we going to do this? You want to do guess. it together? <laughs> ready? We'll never get it together. Yeah, there you yes! Go. Can you hear that, that sound? sound. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that sound. Oh, what a, what a madhouse this is. Oh, my God. This is so horrible. Very this good. Very good. All right. It's time to play. Oh, hold on. We'll just we'll juice it up on this end because we can do that over here. It's time to play. What's that sound? All right. I have what I believe to be three sounds from this movie. They're queued up on a different soundboard, and I'm gonna hope that I can get it to you. So let's see if this works out. We've got the sampler set. We're in the set C here. Should be the first three. Should all be what's that sounds? I think. Oh no, that's wrong. Let's Yeah, okay, here we go. Let me let me know if you can hear this and this will be your first sound and I don't think I can adjust the volume. We might be totally <laughs> fucked. Here we go. Oh. 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 I heard it. All right. I know oh. what it is, I think. Okay. And what do you think it is? When he's eating the grace papaya hot dogs that she said to him. It, it sure is. Yeah. It couldn't have been good. I turned, I turned <laughs> it all the way. 
I drove it all the way up New York, and then they're eating in the middle of the day. Yep. So they were in the sun in a box, like no. <laughs> yeah, they were the worst I, hot dogs anyone tried to eat. Yeah, one hundred percent. And not only that, but I also had my headphones turned up like one hundred percent, and it just sounded like Matthew Perry was orgasming in my uh-huh. ear. Yeah. yeah oh. They didn't even show the sex scene that that, oh. ended, that resulted in the pregnancy. Oh, right. Just imagine it was this. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> That scene was longer, though. Uh, all right. That was the first one. Nice job. Very good. We're going to go on to the second set. This is the second sound. Um, I think, is that when he's laying on the floor trying to drink the tequila? Like, yeah. can, like lift his head or whatever. Yeah, it's when he licks the carpet when he's laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, oh, amazing. That Very is good. Such a great scene. That's one of my favorites. And then, of course, we have the final sound from what's that sound? Here we go. Can you tell me what this? Oh yeah, I guess I didn't explain the game very well, but uh, this is a sound from the movie. Obviously, Pat, you don't know the sound. Mandy, if he doesn't get it, you get a crack at it. But I'm no, pretty I've sure been he's nailing it so far. So. Yeah, pretty sure he's gonna get this one. So here we go. I know what this is. All right, what is this? It's when the snakes are all around him, and he, and then the people are going to shoot him. Yep, yep. That's all the the brothers and hunting mates. I or love whatever. it. Very good. I, I love that whole thing. Uh, the father-in-law driving his truck into the cement. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going to be a sound. Nice. There was a lot of soundtrack going on in the background of all of this stuff, and I was like, I got to come up with stuff. Yeah. That's not too buried. He his truck into the cement. Wasn't there like mariachi music? I, I, there should have been if there wasn't. I was like, yeah. oh, that's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. That is awesome. So that is the end of what's that sound? Should we continue on? You want to keep going? We should. Yeah. All right. You want to do the the theme? Yeah. Song? You want me to All do right. the? I don't know it well enough. So yeah. For, okay. Here we go. Are you doing First it, Mandy? There you go. I'll try. First, Matt plays a backwards slip. Then he plays a forward slip. Then you get to he gets to pick your brain to see which something clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play. Let's play backwards, forwards. Yeah. All right. It's time for. Ba- oh wait, hold on. It's time for backwards, forwards. All right. <laughs> this is a game where I take a clip from the film. I take a four-word phrase from the movie. And I spin it around backwards. I'm going to play that for you. I guess. I don't know if this is going to work the same way. I'm going to try to play it for you a bunch of times in a row. Uh, just the backwards part. Then I'm going to play you all four options that it could be. And you need to tell me which of the four options are the uh, backward phrases. Here we go. Your first. Oh, no. This is the only one. So this is it. This is all she wrote. Backwards, forwards. Here we go. All right, now here's the whole thing. You are a thief. Joke of a chapel. Stealing my only daughter without her family. All right, I'll play it again. And you need to tell me, is it one, two, three, or four? Here we go. You are a thief. Joke of a chapel. Stealing my only daughter without her family. All right, what do you think, Pat? I think it was Joke of a Chapel. Okay, that would have been number two, yeah. right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. And then Mandy, what do yeah. you think? 
I agree. You agree? All right. It was, in fact, number two, Joke of a Chapel. Very good. We did it. All right. I mean, a bash a badish. Like, there was no, like. And this is for, the, no... like, the last letter of the, of the old <laughs> word, of the backwards word to be the start of, like, a sentence. Yeah. Yep. That's how you do it, folks. That's, That's... how you do it. <laughs> He's giving it away out here. <laughs> yeah. Wanna... I'm, I'm listening to have people like. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like, that doesn't even sound the same. Come on. Yeah. This is Bush League out here. Come on. You got to try. All right. Not even the same letters in that shit. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Let's think now. Uh, we talked about, uh, oh, how do we, uh, what do we think about the, I mean, there there wasn't like a big arc in the movie. There wasn't a big twist. I mean, the only they tried the twist about the baby not making it, right? Yeah. Uh, just to, for those of you who haven't seen the movie and refuse yeah. to watch it, uh, they <laughs> <laughs> they have a one night stand. Selma Hayek ends up pregnant, comes back like three months later, says, "I'm pregnant and it's yours." He decides to help her through the thing in Arizona, but knows he has to move back to New York eventually. Well, they uh, get married after, like, on the same day she tells them that yeah, they're pregnant. He's a day. Like, yeah. We've got to get married. It's fate. Yep. Like, yeah. So they get married, and then they, uh, they've they confirmed. Now he says, I'm going to stay with you here in Arizona until the baby's born. And then she says, we can move back to New York. But he also takes this job on in New York way ahead of time before the baby should have been born. They don't talk about it. He gets in trouble. She leaves, and he's all sad about stuff. Uh, she said so that's, that well, and she said the baby like wasn't viable. Like she's like, there's yeah, no baby. There is no baby. Yeah, she got into a. She or no, yeah. Or yeah, she got into an accident or something. What I forget what happened. Oh, caused, she just got about upset, stuff. and yeah. then well, she was already having problems, and then he she found out that they were moving to New York super early in July instead of October. Yeah. So I mean, she that, lied plus, that she had yeah, 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 yeah. So who's at, who's at fault here, huh? Should he have lied about the move? Should she have lied about the baby? Right. We don't know. It's not a not a strong foundation for a for a lasting uh, marriage. Yeah. No. And you'd, like, and you'd have thought they would have talked about that on that like twelve hours that they got to know each other before they got married. I'd be curious to see a sequel to this now with like <laughs> you know like maybe. Selena Gomez can be their daughter. Yeah. Like someone else. And then they're like playing the role of the parents. Sure. Right. Come on. Well, no. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. But so like he is asking her to give up like everything to go back to New York as a woman and a woman raising a child. I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. For one thing, ladies. Men don't have custody until they file for custody. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Sure. Like, but I mean, he had the same thing going though, right? Like he had his yeah, dream he job. Give up his life in New York. But... Yeah, and, and that dream job, he had just been given that new club that they were opening and everything was coming up roses for old Alex Whitman, but he was supposed to pack it up and, and head down south. Like, I don't know. It's tough. I'm... It was a it was a weird look into the sort of Alma Hayek. I think you make that sacrifice. That's true. That is true. Yeah. What? You also, For you need, sure. You need to deal with her family though too, and she's obviously uh, very much involved with her family, and they didn't seem very uh, interested in dealing with him. But they came around. Oh, oh yeah. And at the end, they were all so happy that they got married. So that's right. That is right. So how they worked it yeah, out. Yeah, but 
having to go to a, like a family dinner every week, I would shoot myself in the head. <laughs> yeah, like, you liked that. He, like it was after no. that he was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know people talked to each other. Yeah, yeah. Meals. He liked he liked it, but after sure. like like five or six of those, he's gonna be <laughs> like, "Fuck! I just want to stay home on Sunday. Like, let's <laughs> not do this." Like, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it would fade eventually. No question. Yeah. I like, I got my own family. I got my own shit to do. Whatever, you know. But all right, I guess but he this doesn't is... care about his family. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, they're not that great. Uh, all right, no, this man. is gonna be uh, this is gonna be the end of things, guys. We're gonna wrap it all up here. And the question that we ask to wrap things up is: Would you, Pat? Would you watch this movie again? Um. I wouldn't say like a hundred percent no, but I don't know that I would seek it out again. Okay, sure, sure. Mandy, have you have you gotten your fill on Fools Rush In yet? Yeah, I probably won't watch this one again. All right. All right. So so was it a weaker storyline than you thought? Or like I don't what 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 changed in your view? It was not as humorous as i expected it okay. to be like i thought for sure this was going to be super funny and honestly like he it was not it was not funny yeah, no, it was there were a few key so moments so much more moments. drama yeah the, few, uh, the, it was like the movie couldn't decide what it wanted like whether it yeah, wanted to be yeah. like like super zingy and and real hokey type situations which is basically every time like uh chandler was on the screen by himself um, or whether it wanted to be kind of that more dramatic uh, rom-com where everybody comes out in the end, everything's fine, but there's that turmoil yeah. throughout, but you can't have like that turmoil. And obviously the, the prospect of losing a baby and the, you know, the, the issues with the parents and the whatever, like, and yeah. still be like zippy zappy comedy, unless yeah. you do it yeah, a like, the right way. Stuff like, you know, the, all the cultural differences and yeah. The, yes. So like miscarriage and all that. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily it was, think it, it didn't hold up. I just don't know it, that it was that strong of a movie mm-hmm. to begin with. I feel like when I watched it, uh, when I, when it was first out and I was like 16, and I didn't know like as much about life as I sure. do now. I was like, oh, that yeah, you know, probably back then I was like, that movie's kind of funny. And like I like Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek, but now it's like, I don't know, it's not really that strong of a movie. Like Yeah, for sure. That is exactly one hundred percent how I feel, Pat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, as a young person or maybe watching this back in ninety seven, there were some lessons to learn, I suppose, from it, but nothing that was like, oh, I'm gonna follow these rules for the rest of my, you know, like you didn't learn, you didn't learn much from this movie. So, but it was, it was worth the watch. I suppose I will never watch this movie again. Uh, to be honest with you, I watched the first half of this movie about four or five days ago and then didn't watch it again. I was like, I I can't every day. I was like, I got to watch this movie. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can make it through this. So when I finally (laughs) had to buckle down and pull the clips, uh, and then they didn't work. Um, So all of that, all that trouble. Sunday afternoon, and I was like, "I'm good." That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. Sure. All right, and so that brings us to. Uh, so yeah, I won't watch this movie again. So that brings us to the end, and that means it's time for plugs. Pat, do you have any plugs that you would like to uh, throw out there? Um. So on September fifteenth, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a show at Bad Brewing in Mason, Michigan. 
Uh, it's an outdoor show, a little brewery there. Uh, I've got uh, like six other comics on. It's a good show. Check that out. Uh, sometimes seating's a little hard to get. So uh, if you want to go to that, get there early. And then on uh, September 19th, I'm co-headlining a show for the Motor City Comedy Festival at Detroit Shipping Company with uh, Louis D. Michael, another past guest of the show. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I'll be featuring at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase the weekend of September 24th. That's big, dude. That's fucking nice. awesome. Good job. Get out there and find Pat. Watch him do comedy. He's the greatest of all time. Thanks. That's why he. That's why we keep having him back on the show, and he's great yeah. because he keeps agreeing to come back on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go follow everything Pat ever does. He's the greatest. Uh, Mandy, what do you have in the world you want to point people toward, or any plugs that you may have? Uh, the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine. Go get vaccinated so we can keep this shit going. Yeah, there you go. go. Get vaccinated. And if you needed us to tell you, you're probably pretty fucked up. So, yeah. uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for doing it. If you guys it. sway anybody, that's great, but I'd be very surprised. Yeah, for her. sure. I wasn't going I gotta, to until another episode podcast told me. I gotta, yeah. I gotta do what I gotta do, you know? For, for I'm sure. Doing my part. If one person gets vaccinated because of me, there you go. you won't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, all right. Uh, so right now we are streaming this live on Twitch. You guys could have been there following along and watching on Twitch if you were there, but you weren't. So next time, <laughs> go find us. We're on Twitch at, uh, it's me. It's twitch.tv slash mattopoly83. And then just follow the channel and watch me play video games later. Uh, otherwise, you can reach us on, you know, all the social medias at another episode podcast. I recommend finding us on Instagram. That's where you'll see this lovely poster that I have changed uh, to, to show our guest on uh, yeah. the cover of the movie. Very spicy. Yeah, Very right. Spicy. I, this was the first one that I had done the poster before we did the recording. So you guys actually got, got a chance awesome. to see it. I was like, oh, there's a lot of pressure on me now. To <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so you can do that. And normally when I end these things, I normally play a clip to stop me from rambling. And today I did save it. I added a clip to this other soundboard real fast while you guys were talking uh, and it just gets me to stop. Basically, that's what it's here for. And today, the clip is going to sound like this. How can so much stuff come out of something so small? That's it. <laughs> Alright, thank you so much, Pat, for being on the show. And, uh, we'll, yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Again. Yeah. Oh.